Accidents are an unavoidable fact of life. Or are they? In this podcast, we discuss current events through one personal injury lawyer's perspective. In each episode, we'll focus on one event and attempt to answer the oftentimes not-so-simple question, who's to blame? I'm your host, Jonathan Ratchik. This podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Kramer and Levy and Ratchik PLLC and is for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you think you might have a lawsuit, you should contact an attorney. On Saturday, October 24th, 33-year-old Leonard Shoulders experienced every New Yorker's worst nightmare. Walking towards the bus stop on 3rd Avenue near 183rd Street in the Bronx, Mr. Shoulders turns around after borrowing a cigarette from a bystander when, without any warning, the sidewalk collapses underneath him. Mr. Shoulders plummets 15 feet into an underground vault, breaking his leg and arm upon impact. But that's not the scariest part of this story, because he falls into what appears to have been a rat colony. Hundreds of rats crawling all around him and all over his body. He cannot even scream because he's afraid a rat will crawl into his mouth. It's not until New York City's bravest arrive at the scene, half an hour later, that he's rescued and taken to St. Barnabas Hospital conveniently located across the street. In a subsequent investigation, the Department of Buildings determines that the collapse occurred because the sidewalk had been in a state of disrepair and issues the building owner a violation. The entire adjacent five-story building is ordered to be vacated due to the danger posed by the sidewalk. In this episode of The Blame Game, we try to answer the question of who's to blame for this sidewalk collapse and the injuries which it caused to Mr. Shoulders? And the answer, as you might expect, lies with the abutting building owner, a limited liability company known as EH and HD 183rd Realty. In what feels like a long time ago, the city of New York used to be responsible for maintaining and repairing the sidewalks throughout the city. As you can imagine, with over 12,000 miles of sidewalk, the city did not do a terribly great job of maintaining them. That all changed in 2003 when the city passed Local Law 49, codified as Section 7-210 of the Administrative Code, which transferred the responsibility of sidewalk maintenance from the City of New York to the abutting property owner. Under this not-so-new law, a property owner is responsible for maintaining the portion of sidewalk abutting its property in a reasonably safe condition, and the property owner is liable for any personal injury caused by its failure to maintain the sidewalk in a reasonably safe condition. Now, just because the building owner had a legal duty to maintain the sidewalk abutting its property in a reasonably safe condition, does that necessarily mean that it's responsible for Mr. Shoulder's injuries? Does it just throw in the towel and surrender the lawsuit that is sure to follow? Because in fairness, how would it have known that the sidewalk itself had fallen into disrepair and was in danger of collapsing? The law imposes liability on property owners who either knew or, in the exercise of reasonable care, should have known of a dangerous condition and failed to correct or repair it, what those of us in the legal profession call actual and constructive notice. And there's certainly an argument to be made that if the building owner had no notice that this sidewalk was going to collapse, that it would not be fair to hold it responsible for this gentleman's injuries. And I can probably predict that someone on behalf of the owner is going to come forward at a deposition and say, we had no actual notice that this sidewalk was in danger of collapsing. We never received any complaints about the sidewalk and never received any violations from the Department of Buildings. 
and we had no constructive notice that the sidewalk was going to collapse because the sidewalk looked perfectly fine. Remember, a plaintiff can prove constructive notice by submitting evidence that a dangerous condition existed for a sufficient length of time to discover and correct it. But implicit in any constructive notice claim is that the dangerous condition is visible and apparent. If the dangerous condition is not visible and apparent, if evidence of disrepair is underneath the sidewalk itself and invisible to the naked eye, then arguably the owner would have a legal basis to avoid liability altogether. Years ago, that might have been the case. Except today, there's something called Google Maps. And under a recent amendment to New York's civil practice law, a Google Map can be used as evidence. And in this case, evidence that the sidewalk in front of 4521 Third Avenue was in visible disrepair. Because if you look at Google Maps for 4521 Third Avenue, there's an image from November 2019 which shows a sunken sidewalk in front of the building. There's literally a visible gap between the sidewalk and the bottom of the building. This gap is even visible on an image captured in September 2018. Which means that for more than two years, this sidewalk was in disrepair and in danger of collapsing. More than enough time for the building owner to have discovered this dangerous condition and to have it repaired. That the ground floor of the building was occupied by a dental practice does not relieve the building owner from liability or make the dental practice legally responsible. Generally speaking, a building owner has what is known as a non-delegable duty, which means it cannot delegate or shift its liability to keep the sidewalk in good repair to someone else, whether it's a tenant or an outside contractor. If there is a dangerous condition on the premises, the building owner is ultimately responsible for it, provided, of course, it has notice of the condition. As for the dental practice, whether it has any legal responsibility for what happened to Mr. Shoulders depends. It would depend on whether the practice had a lease with the building owner, which made it responsible for maintaining the sidewalk on top of the vault in good repair. And it would depend on whether the practice's contractual duty to maintain the sidewalk was so comprehensive as to entirely displace the building owner's duty to maintain the sidewalk or whether by breaching its contractual duty to maintain the sidewalk, the dental practice launched what is referred to as an instrument of harm. Now, it's incredibly unlikely that the dental practice's contractual duty to maintain the sidewalk entirely displaced the building owner's duty to maintain it. In a commercial lease, owners generally reserve for themselves the right to re-enter the premises and to make whatever repairs they deem necessary. And the dental practice may not have launched an instrument of harm either, which usually requires an affirmative act of negligence, not the failure to act at all, which would leave the building owner holding onto the proverbial bag of legal liability. Finally, with regard to any comparative fault on the part of Mr. Shoulders, I think it would be a real stretch to claim that he bore any responsibility for what happened to him. He's literally just walking on the sidewalk. Although the building owner will invariably claim in any lawsuit that Mr. Shoulders was not being attentive to his surroundings and failed to see what there was to be seen, the video footage of the incident doesn't really support that defense. And the appearance of the sidewalk was not such that he should have anticipated falling through it or appreciated that it was an advanced state of disrepair. People who walk on the sidewalks in New York do not expect to fall through them, period. And when weighing the respective fault of the building owner in not maintaining the sidewalk and the fault of Mr. Shoulders in perhaps not watching where he was going, 
A jury will appreciate this for what it really is, a nightmare in New York City for which the building owner is to blame. Thank you for listening to The Blame Game. This episode was brought to you by Kramer, Dunleavy, and Ratchik, PLLC. Come check us out at kdrpilawyers.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you, and have a great day.